Hey everybody, welcome to Random Musings from the Clinical Trials Guru. I really want to thank you for listening. If you feel compelled to do so, make sure you subscribe, uh, leave a review, comment, share, whatever you feel like doing. Help me out trying to grow this podcast, trying to continuously deliver value. A couple of things before we get into the show, check out the links in the show notes to my CRA Academy, my CRC Academy, both of them doing very well as far as getting people jobs in the marketplace. Check those out. Also, if you need help getting studies for your site or anything else, or even launching a site, basically any help for your site, we have a low monthly fee consulting service where we have helped many clients become and continue to be successful site owners through our background efforts of business development and support staff. Text me 949-415-6256. Please check out the links in the show notes as well for the book, The Comprehensive Guide to Clinical Research. It's been selling really well, getting very well received by the community. Thank you guys so much for that. Also check out the YouTube member page. Join this channel to get perks. That's my YouTube uh, membership. It's 10 bucks a month. You get a monthly mastermind exclusively. It's a Zoom call every month with other YouTube members. Uh, You also get weekly videos exclusive to the YouTube members on how to use social media to improve your opportunities in life sciences. So check that out. Really means a lot to me. And thank you so much again for listening and enjoy the show. Guru Nation, welcome to another episode of Random Musings from the Clinical Trails Guru. This is also going to go on YouTube. Make sure you like, subscribe, comment, and share. And if you don't know what to comment, put a robot emoji. Helps with the algorithm, and it shows the overlords, which is Google overlords, that we are here. We can play the game they play with robots. So I've got very special guest, Ramon Ascueta, all the way from Argentina. And we got to get you on Latinos in Clinical Research too, Ramon. But uh, Ramon is a clinical psychiatrist in Argentina, and he made the transition recently to BCRA in Argentina. A lot of different reasons there, but at the end of the day, CRA provides, at least in Ramon's situation, more opportunities for him. I agree as well. Uh, So this is important, not just for our international medical graduates. But for anybody looking to become CRA, but especially, of course, for you international medical graduates, apparently a lot of you guys watching are international medical graduates. So welcome all the doctors out there uh, watching. Clinical research is potentially a good opportunity for you. And let's hear Ramon's story. So thank you so much, Ramon, for coming on. No, thank you. Thank you, Dan. It's, it's, uh, it's a pleasure to be here. I'm a, a huge fan. Uh, of, of, of your channel i've seen it i've seen a lot of videos uh i follow you on a few of the social networks and oh, yes. i gotta say uh full disclosure uh you're probably one of the reasons why i've uh really took the the nerve to make this change um which as you said happened very recently uh i was a clinical psychiatrist uh until 
probably, I think I've made a decision earlier this year, but of course a lot of things had to be moved and a lot of decisions had to be made. And I've started working on clinical research about three months ago. Wow. So that is very recent. Re- that is very recent. I'm not, okay. you're in our Argentina, so the healthcare system or the economy overall may be a little different than the United States and the rest of the world. But honestly, I think the whole world is going to have to deal with this issue of healthcare affordability and how to make it accessible to all while keeping the clinicians motivated to keep doing it. Right. But right now, if you're in that situation, because I just talked to a doctor yesterday here in Arizona, Ramon, he's getting ready to shut down. He's a little bit up in the age, you know, he's not young like you, but he said, you know what, he's kind of going to phase out and he's looking to research as an option as a principal investigator. So, you know, you're not the only one, Ramon, who's making that switch. Um, But what, how did you discover clinical research? Well, so uh, I've, I've always had an interest for research. Uh, of course, it was always sort of like more of uh, observational type of research, uh, epidemiology, perhaps more focused on diagnosis or uh, actually trying to describe what I was seeing on my daily practice. But I've, I've always done that. Uh, of course, I've only recently discovered that there's a huge industry uh, which functions to develop new devices and new um, drugs. So uh, I guess that was the part that I discovered recently, you know, that mm-hmm. the possibility to focus 100% on uh, that task, I guess. Yeah, people don't people underestimate how large mm-hmm. these this industry is. These CROs are PPD, which is one of the not even the biggest. They're like probably the fourth or fifth biggest CRO. They have a market cap sixteen billion with a B dollars. Um, Ikevia, which is the largest, has a market cap of uh, forty nine billion with a B. So these companies generate. I mean, they're worth lots of money. It's still to this day interesting to me how more people don't, why more people don't know about clinical research. And people like you in your situation or others similar to you, you know, they sometimes like clinical research is a great option. I have an example, Ramon. I am here and I just moved to Yuma, Arizona from California. So it's a border town next to Mexico. It's maybe 20 minutes from the border with Mexico. There's a big city in Mexico there across the border called San Luis, uh, Rio Colorado. And the doctors from there come here to work and they work as medical assistants uh, because they don't know about research. First of all, there is no research here. I'm bringing it here. There's a little bit with the hospital, just oncology. So there is a if they knew about CRA, their minds would be blown away. I'm telling you, we need well, to do more. <laughs> this is why I'm interviewing you. That's that's great. I'm I'm actually kind of a of a spokesman to 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 some of my colleagues. You know, I, I try to um, 
you know, from, <laughs> from a personal experience, of course, but there's actually a lot of opportunities here. You know, there's, uh, I've, for what I've seen, Argentina's really a country that can bring good quality data and a lot of patience. I mean, mm -hmm. we have great quality doctors. We have a very sound um, uh, formation, I guess. So Even so, academic infrastructure. Exactly, exactly. So um, I'm, I'm actually now like uh, the, the one that from the other side is trying to, I mean, <laughs> of course, it, it, it's, it's not a preaching, but I guess it's, it's about uh, knowing what's out there. I, I didn't. I didn't a few months ago. So uh, uh, I, I'm, I'm guessing I'm going to have a, a few turnovers. In a you're, few, Neo, you're Neo in the Matrix. You tell them, take the red pill. <laughs> The red pill is the one you're going to wake up, guys. And it's not just for a doctor. Uh, international matter, like nurses, you know, a lot of nurses here in the U.S. are fed up with the jobs that they have to do. They, they don't realize they could be CRAs. Just a few tweaks to their experience, a few internships here and there. Maybe my CRA Academy, maybe something else. I don't want this to be a commercial for my academy, but it's helped a lot. You know, so any kind of clinician or even just anyone with any interest, but it's, it makes so much sense for international medical graduates to pursue clinical research. So how did that work? Like you made the decision, you made your resume, you put your resume out there. What, what, what did you get? You know, what did you, uh, what was the experience? Okay. So first of all, uh, as, as you said, I had to like completely 180 changed my CV because I was always aiming into assistance and I had to like wipe some some pages out of it. Uh, as at the beginning, of course, I, I, I I've uh, didn't receive a lot of feedback, but maybe two weeks, three weeks, a month later, I was getting uh, I've, I had like 10 to 12 interested people on, on wow. my CV. Of course, some of them uh, with with the first interview, perhaps they weren't all that much interested anymore. But I continue a, a the, the whole HR process, the first part, for at least four zeros parallel. So that was like a crash course into what was expected of me. and what I could as a, as a physician, of course, or, or with my own experience, what I could leverage out of each interview. Absolutely. It must be easier for you to have conversations with PIs as a CRA than other CRAs that are not physicians, right? They, you're talking, you know, physicians like to talk to people on their level. I mean, it's not like they think like they're better, but it's nice to have a physician to physician conversation, right? Of course. I, I don't want to generalize, but PIs might sometimes, you know, be a little bit on a high horse, which is fine. I mean, <laughs> some of them really earned their place. Uh, but uh, yeah, uh, as I was telling you earlier, I'm, I've been assigned to monitor uh, uh, psychiatry studies. So for me, it's like a win-win. And it's also not only given me more, of course, um, tools to understand the protocols and the IP brochure or whatever, 
but it's all it's also a very good um leeway into a good report with PIs and study coordinators and surveys. So um it 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 really it's a plus. It's a great plus. I mean, uh, you can talk the same language. You can um, give a lot of feedback earlier on. You know, uh, questions related to protocols, questions related to adverse event reports, or you know, uh, it's not like you are the, the the CL or the medical monitor, but you can really, I mean, uh, use that that advantage, I guess. Yeah. So, what? Um, how busy is it in our research right now? Is very busy here in the U.S. There, there's not enough CRAs. The current CRAs are getting more workload because they're not a, the CROs are not able to hire enough staff, basically. So, like, what is is it the same in Argentina right now? It's the same. I mean, there's a lot of positions. There are, of course, a, a turnovers between CROs and, and everything, but Generally, I guess there's a need for CRAs. Uh, the workload is it's pretty heavy, I guess. Of course, I'm I'm only on finishing my whole onboarding process and everything, but I already had three studies on my backpack. And, and wow, uh, three studies! Yeah, and and I and I see my my uh, coworkers, you know, closing sites, making three to maybe four visits a week, and and it's of course wow. Very intense. Uh, are they going workload. just in Argentina or at all throughout Latin uh, South America? Generally, Argentina. Uh, I, I, I guess this opportunity also translates to other countries. Uh, Brazil, of course. Chile, yeah. Colombia. Colombia. I mean, uh, generally, the the regional positions are more uh, uh, up on the chain, I guess. But CRAs mostly on the on on the territory and argentina has a huge territory so i just returned from an siv with a co-worker from uh, mendoza which is uh, an hour or so flight um but generally yeah it, it, we travel inside argentina wow okay so how are you liking cra after three months so far well i'm i'm to be honest, I'm really happy. I mean, it, it's been a uh, it's been a roller coaster this this past months. Uh, I recently became a father too, so that's oh, also congrats, on, congrats on the menu. <laughs> Thanks on the on the menu of changes being done recently. Uh, but I'm I'm really happy and really excited for what comes next. I guess, of course, I you never know. I, I what what's coming, and I I do know I have. Uh, a long way as a CRA. I mean, there's a lot to learn. It's an advantage position to get the whole of, you know, basically the whole life cycle of the protocol, but also a lot of different players on them. Mm -hmm. uh, and I'm also very excited to be um, working on psychiatry protocols, which is a course which I hope to be able to continue doing. Psych is busy. CNS is busy. It goes through waves. But are you doing um, only psych, or are you doing uh, other indications? Uh, I'm doing psych and vaccines, which ah, of okay, course, because of COVID, yeah, it's also uh, booming. You know, in a way. Yes, I think I talked about this. I have a 
theory. Well, it's not a theory. It's an educated guess that the next decade is going to be huge for vaccine research because of the mRNA paradigm shift. And a lot more research needs to be done on it. I mean, people are not confident. There's a lot of people here in the U.S. I don't know about Argentina. Probably about half of the country is uh, hesitant to get the vaccine because of the new technology that it is, mRNA. It's probably like that, I'm assuming, in Argentina too, no? Well, uh, there's, there's uh, I would say the percentage would be a, a, a bit less, I guess. Especially because sometimes, um, and I don't want to generalize a lot, but on uh, on this side of the of the whole map, uh, this types of interventions are mostly seen as as a positive thing. I mean, mm-hmm. that the, the the fact that our country is getting vaccines every day is a positive thing. So, of course, there are people against them. Uh, bluntly, explicitly, and others more hesitantly or doubtful about it, just trying to see what's happening uh, with the with the safety reports or or maybe with uh, special populations. I think here in Argentina, the the most um, hesitant populations is moms and dads, which are actually trying to see what's going on with uh, with uh, teenagers and children with vaccines. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but yeah, it's, it's, there are crazy amounts of, of uh, volunteers out there, which yeah. confirms that there are a lot of people that see this as a positive thing. And of course, which it's also very good for the, for the whole protocol. I'm seeing a lot of vaccine studies. Um, now that I'm back in the trenches of site ownership and here in this underserved city. Uh, yeah, I'm like doing the biz dev. I'm seeing vaccine studies, a lot of CNS. Unfortunately, I don't have a psychiatrist in this city. It's uh, 200,000 people. There's only one psychiatrist and he's a <laughs> hospital employee and I can't approach them because the hospital won't let me do research. I have to find independent doctors here, uh, which is tough, but I found a few. So any plans for you I guess on, um, well, you just became a CRA. So my guess is that you're going to stay busy for the foreseeable future. But like, uh, have you ever, is there the infrastructure in Argentina, like to own your own site as a PI or, I mean, you were close to this kind of, right? You must have considered when you were a clinician, hey, why don't I be a PI? Well, it's, it's, it's something that I still consider and I had on the past. Uh, infrastructure is not that easy, I guess. Mm. Uh, it's sort of like a pretty close club, I guess. I see. Um, but that's uh, for sure. That's that's on the on I the see. horizon, I guess. I um, so the sites you monitor primarily are they most of them affiliated with hospitals or universities there? No, on especially in psychiatry, I think here in Argentina we we, we have there are all private practices. Ah, okay. Uh, uh, not not a huge sites, you know. PI two sub eyes, mm. a lot of raiders out there. Um, yeah. But but not not the whole hospital or or clinic uh, 
no no admissions, no beds, no nothing, just okay. rooms and that's that's interesting. And that's that's always interesting to hear different countries that their take. So I like I like the fact that it's a lot of private sites out there, and it's it's tells me it's a little more open, maybe even though it's like a closed knit community. One of the things I like in Latinos in clinical research, we probably need to have you on. One of our co-founders, Judy Galindo, she owns another clinic not too far from me across in California, 30 minutes away from me. She owns a clinic also in an underserved area, like 90% Latino patients. She's having a very hard time. They do psychiatry also. She has a very hard time getting rating scale like PANS mm -hmm. uh, translated into Spanish over here. And I'm like, why don't you just, there's studies going on like in Argentina in the same CRO. Why don't you guys let us borrow the, they don't allow it. So I don't understand why. There's, there's actually a, a lot of uh, trouble here with rating systems also. Um, the, the main difference, I mean, of course, there's this whole uh, cultural issue that it's always present in psychiatry, you know, when we compare uh, ratings or raters on Europe or Colombia, you know, there is this tendency uh, for us to be a bit more hypertemic. And, and so that can, that can shift hmm. sometimes the, 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 the precision, but taking that off the table, uh, raters here in Argentina are asked to, um, no, to, to, to go through certifications, of course, but those certifications are in English, which, of course, it's <laughs> really very, very, very weird. It, it just happened with a rater this morning. Uh, she, she, she didn't pass the, the pants because uh, she saw the patient on the video and she was almost not looking at her. She looked at her like two times and she said, okay, that's a negative symptom. And the rater was, well, she was looking at you. Here in Argentina, we we look at each other. We shake your hands. I mean, there's a lot more. Yeah. Um. So is was the pans? So the assessment training is done in English, but mm -hmm. the actual interview, I imagine, is in Spanish. It's in Spanish, of course. Yeah. So they just translate the scale. They have somebody yeah. translate. Okay. Yeah, I don't understand why they can't do that here. I mean, sometimes they will, but a lot of times they say no. We don't have the Spanish translation. So now. I'm going to tell them, well, well what's Argentina well, doing? Because usually these studies are international, right? Well, we, we, we do have a local regulation which demands that every important document must be translated. So we got translated protocols, translated IP, brochure, everything must be translated to Spanish. Mm -hmm. uh, so that is something that, of course, uh, has that that impact eventually. yeah 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 okay that's interesting what about so i had this question the other day from a img can can you would you consider being a medical monitor uh i guess i would mm -hmm. right now i i don't think i have enough information perhaps to to make that decision uh there are uh, there are more roles in the industry that I could have even imagined of. Yeah. So r right now it's not 
perhaps on uh on my plate right now okay but eventually it it, it might be it might yeah. be I, I'm, i'm thinking there's a cra right now i i can get uh i can absorb a lot more of, of information i guess yeah i'm trying to because pretty soon i'm going to start um hiring coordinators for my site here in arizona and you know there's a few candidates that are international medical graduate from mexico and um some of them just are going to live here permanently but there's one that prefers to actually live in mexico and i'm gonna let him know hey you know what like not only can you be cra if you get some crc experience but you can eventually be medical monitor at least for mexican sites right um Typically, if you're an international medical grad and you immigrate to the U.S., they won't have you be the medical monitor for U.S. Mm -hmm. sites. But like wherever your license is based, theoretically, you can be medical monitor in that country. And we've had actually some medical monitors from Latin America in the past because it was international trial. So it is possible. But the that medical monitor was living in the country. Um, he was he was not in the US as an right. IMG. Uh, so yeah, a lot of interesting stuff going on. So enjoy your career. Uh, Ramon, I, I really appreciate you coming on and, uh, any advice for the people out there, maybe similar situation as yours. It didn't sound like your job hunt was very stressful or was it? No, it wasn't. I mean, I've, I, 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 I do think I have a, a knack to, to adapt and, and to change. But if I had to um, leave some sort of message for colleagues there or to other professionals, I mean, you, you, you said it, the nurses or, or uh, biochemical out there, uh, would be to, to focus primarily on some type of experience. I mean, I had it, luckily, but it's, it's out there. You just perhaps tr have to try a bit to get those one or two years of experience. And the possibilities after that are just endless. You said it. One or two years, that's the magic. That's where everything turns in your favor. The leverage all in your favor. I would say in a time like we are now, it's even less. I mean, it's six to six Probably months to twelve months. <laughs> But you're right. You're absolutely right. One to two years, and everything starts turning in your favor, no matter where you are in the world. Mm -hmm. Well, I appreciate it, Ramon. So, any advice for the people out there? Just persevere. Look into it. Right. Look into research. It's a not for, maybe not for everybody. I do think it's for everybody, but I'm biased. Maybe it's not for everybody. I don't know. Well, that's, there's a part, I guess, for everyone. And if you don't want to be into clinical research, you can always try to be a subject. So. <laughs> that's right. I say, I have this quote, I say with Monica from Latino and Re Clinical Research, no matter your background, there's a role for you in research. So maybe you don't want to be a CRA. That's fine. Your marketing, guess what? We need patients recruitment. We need clinicians. We need more marketing. This, no matter what your background, there is a place for you. And this is a huge industry. People don't understand that. So take some time, learn about it, connect with Ramon. 
He's link his LinkedIn profile is underneath this video. So click it, follow him. You have to network, guys. All right. So I appreciate it, Ramon. Thank you so much for coming on. And I know you're uh busy. Enjoy your Friday afternoon. Thanks, Dan. Thank you for having me here. Thank you, everybody, for watching, and we'll catch you all later. Go follow Ramon. Bye-bye.